Want you to get up this morning, skip around like a lamb. Well, he God, God don't never change. Oh, always will be God. This is Cynical Sheep, and I'm here this week with Tony. Tony, how's it going? Hey, Aaron, it is going good, buddy. How are you? We'll see. We don't know yet. <laughs> no, I'm doing well. That's right. Doing well. Good. Hey, I had a first I wanted to share with you before we get started. Uh, Do it. Actually, I had a listener uh, check on me after uh, hearing our most recent podcast. I was like, hey, that's pretty cool. I hadn't hadn't even made that connection that people might do that. You know, yeah. so that was pretty cool. She called to see how we were doing after our wreck and round two of covid and oh yeah that's right i did share those things <laughs> so hey shanna this is your this is your shout out this week shanna if you're listening uh yeah thanks for checking in on us <laughs> number five <laughs> <laughs> that's right growing man you're growing wow i don't know how we're gonna keep up with them and get some new equipment with this growth yeah I yeah i know i think we i think we're up to uh maybe some, I think 20 people, something like that. 20. So we're getting into big leagues now. We're, we're worldwide yeah. at least. That's, that's at least an average of one new listener of podcast got to be right. Yeah. I think I the, gonna... I think the last, <laughs> I think the last one there, what did they say? It was, uh, uh, I think it was India or something like, I'll have to, I'll have to oh. check again. I'll let you know yeah. I'm, what I want to start doing. I think we'll start doing each episode during the introduction. I think we'll start getting those shout outs to all of the other countries that are listening to us. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Or states, I was like, we got a lot of people, um, a lot of people that are, I say a lot, but most of it's, uh, you know, in this little area of the world, you know, yeah. uh, uh, Texas, sense. yeah, Arkansas, Louisiana, Texas. Um, I don't know if people, Oklahoma people put nothing better to do. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just picking and if, 20 people. 20 yeah, people. And if, if you're listening to this, welcome. <laughs> That's right. If this yeah, if you're a first time listener, uh, you know, from Bulgaria or somewhere, hey, glad to have you here tonight. Well, uh, this week I was wanting to talk about something I saw uh all over the place. It's the uh, ex-evangelicals or uh, uh, another part of it is uh, deconstructing Christianity. And I wanted to look at some of the reasons for that. Uh, uh, are these reasons the right reasons for deconstruction? Um, or are they wrong reasons? Uh, Tony, have you have you heard anything about this? Yeah, uh, and, and, I, and I must admit, it rang a bell when... Uh, Aaron first proposed this as a show topic, and um, and and, and, I, and I knew it did, and I had to dig into it a little bit. But uh, my my initial thought was that I'm being honest was why do we have to have a name for everything now? Aaron? Yeah, <laughs> I've reached that age. It's like yeah, that, that's the thing. The question why why do we have to have a name for every last thing? Because I kind of feel like this is. This is something that's not new. Uh, it's just that in, in this day and age, you know, we, we have to label it. And uh, so, yeah, the, the more I dug into it, I'm like, well, it, 
it sounds like something a lot of us have gone through and uh uh the powers that be now i guess those or um who are have the podcast have the have the spotlight or have coined it uh you know deconstruction and uh yeah it's uh something that i think's been around for a while but yeah it's it's growing it seems it seems like uh, we talk about social media a lot, but it seems like the advent of social media is uh, with the information right at your fingertips, misinformation right at your fingertips. That's exactly. Um, that, Again, know, welcome to the split. podcast. <laughs> That's right. We do our best to offend as many people as possible within three minutes. So you get that out of the way. And yeah. <laughs> no anyway so that yeah that's just my that that's just kind of uh my my just off the top off the cuff thoughts on it uh Aaron when I started looking you know researching for this episode what's in anything new is it you look back in the history of the church you have even in the new testament you have the uh where peter mm speaks to the centurion that was taboo at the time uh during the the entire reformation that was because of a deconstruction of um for different reasons and yeah. i i think it's important we i think a lot on this show we focus on the motivation behind you know the action and yeah that's, I think, the big picture. What are the motivations for deconstruction? And like you said, I think everyone has, if you're a Christian, I think you've been through this. You should, or you may, yeah. in some some point in your Christian, you may have a point to where, do I, why do I believe what I believe? Yeah. And that, that's a good question to ask. Yeah, and, and thank you. That's actually what I was going to, to touch on right there, Aaron, is that by the end of this episode, I want to make sure to say this up front, because I don't know by the end of this episode what impression we'll leave. But up front, I just wanted to say, yeah, that uh, that deconstruction can absolutely be a good thing if it's done done well, done the right way. And I think we'll probably cover some of that tonight, you know, how, how that can be done. But I, I don't want the end of this thing to be, you know, that we come across a deconstruction in its simplest form can be uh, it's something negative because I don't I don't believe that I think it's uh, you know I think it's something that like we both said we kind of both we kind of all go through so and it very well can be a a um, a faith building thing so yeah yeah uh, one of the first things we'll talk about like people maybe deconstructing because they're coming out of a uh, uh, like a bigger mega churches kind of thing where uh, you know you have this larger than life pastor. And then there's a scandal and then you just kind of the whole thing just falls apart. And you're wondering, you're like, where, what does this all mean? If this guy that I put up on a pedestal can fall, then I have no, I have no chance. And uh, I think that may be a reason. Uh, I see a lot of that. A lot of people also hurt by these um, churches that get so big 
that they lose sight of what their whole goal was in the first place. And believe it or not, a church has become a huge business in the United States. Unfortunately, yes. Yeah, and it it is a business to some people. Tony, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, I, I think that uh, that probably I think there's probably a lot of reasons why people do. I, I know we've got planned to to go through a number of them. That's uh, I, I think even as somebody, when personally, when I went through phases like this, and uh, I shouldn't say a phase, but uh, when my own deconstruction moment, you know, it was, parts of it were rooted in what I saw in church leadership, you know, as close as what Aaron and I had to mega church pastors in the day, you know, back in the day, which at that time probably by definition were mega church pastors. And that's the ones you heard about for sure that fell from, you know, uh, from, from grace or uh, had some type of scandal. And so, yeah, I, I mean, that's probably part of what went into, you know, my whole thought process, which again, I said for me was a, was a good experience. Um, you know, it, it, as I did and early on in my walk, uh, it, it, it really, uh, it set the, the foundation for, for my faith and it strengthened my faith as I walked through this process. So yeah, that's definitely for me, it was probably one of the things that was, was there. And I, I don't, as humans, you know, I, I don't know how, um, as humans, I know, you know, it's easy to do. It's as easy to do to, uh, you know, associate everything with somebody who this is, you know, would that be a, a, you know, a bad pastor, a bad cop, a bad teacher, there's examples, you know, all over and, and it's never truly reflective. Right. But right. as we, as we try to share here week in, week out, you know, if, if you have, if by now, uh, if by now that other than Jesus, you know, if you're putting your faith and in, in, in all of your, you know, if everything's in one basket, and it's not that one, then, I think you need to. I think you need to walk through this. I think you need to walk through this before that that person has a downfall, or or, or you know maybe they don't. But even if not, I, I think it's something you know you we all need to evaluate because um, it shouldn't it should not be that way. Your your faith should not be based on something that is. Uh, I mean, on, on fallible human for sure, but some you know just something just that. Um, what is the word I'm looking for? Just that vulnerable. Yeah. Know? So, yeah, that's my thoughts. Yeah, I'm going to uh, read this real quick. Uh, this is from uh, 2 Corinthians 13, starting at verse 5. It says, Examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves, or do you not realize this about yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you? Unless indeed you fail to meet the test. Now, this is talking about it. Uh, before then, he's given some some more warnings and everything else. Uh, but I, I think it speaks a little bit to what we're talking about. Uh, it's just a, a small verse in there, too. 
always examine, like Tony was saying, examine why you believe what you believe. Or you put your faith in the church you're going to, the pastor that's preaching, the leadership, all of these things. Where's your faith in? Because faith has to have an object. It's not just faith in you can't have faith in just faith itself. There's no, <laughs> you have yeah. to have faith in something. Is what is your faith in? And uh, the the fast answer is like, well, my faith in Jesus. Well, what does that mean? What does that mean? Yeah. And not what does that mean to you? What does that mean? Because that, if if I, I want to phrase that correctly, because if I said to Tony, what does that mean to you? And I said to my wife, what does that mean to you? It's just like asking ice cream flavors. If I ask what that means to you, to three or four different people, it cannot be a different answer. It has to be the same answer. So what does that mean? That's that's what I'm trying to get that point across. Yeah. No, that's a good distinction too. No, yeah, that's a good distinction. Um, and it's part of the discovery process, right? Is, uh, is, is arriving at that answer. And I think that's, like I said, I think that, you know, that, that's for many of us, whether it was called, you know, deconstruction or anything back in our day, I, I want to, you know, we all more than likely go through these phases where we are uh, searching for these answers ourselves. And, and yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to belabor the point, but I, I do, I do think it can be a good thing. I, I do. I, I seriously do. I think based on my own experience, uh, you know, I have more than blind faith now. I have, uh, I don't even know what, what you know, you would call whatever, you know, what I have. But it's uh, faith through experience. I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah. But it's, you know, so it, it, all of that was part of that discovery process for me. Yeah. Uh, I w- went through the same thing. And like I, I mentioned on the last, I think it was the last episode where we t- I mentioned the, I don't subscribe to, you know, pre-mid or post-trib, you know, uh, growing up was raised in a very pre-trib church. And so that's what I believed for a long time without ever really searching it out myself. Once I got into the word and I was like, I don't, I don't know if that's so much of what I believe anymore. And I, I kind of stay away from that stuff now, or I try to, um, not that it's not important, but it's not something that I put my entire focus on. So I have yeah. enough to deal with in my own life and in my own person to keep me busy. And not have to worry about what the good Lord's got on His plate. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I, I, I do. I, I per- that makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. Um, uh, the next one, the uh, people that are maybe deconstructing, and this goes along with like the the mega. You know, well, it could go along with the mega church thing. It could be kind of the same thing, or you know, what have you. Uh, people that have been severely hurt or abused uh, by their church. Uh, are they, do they, deconstruction for them may look like, you know, do I want to, do I believe what this is being taught? Is this, is, is this what I'm reading, what I'm getting out of the Bible? And 
do, am, is this right? You know, is what they're teaching aligned with scripture? One thing I see over and over again, I don't know why either. It's just something that uh, it, it, it comes up uh, different people on my uh, feeds every once in a while is uh, women that have been abused by their spouses in the past and the church has no place for them whatsoever. Um, there's, they get, they receive no help from the home church and they're, they're basically told, well, stay there and pray. And, uh, that's, I, I'm not giving anybody advice on the show, but that's a, you gotta have some hard bark on you to sit through there and tell somebody that is begging for help to kind of tell them, well, you know, there's no, there's no help for you. You're just going to have to live with it and suck it up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's right. And uh, is that, is that biblical is the question. I I would say it it is most certainly not. uh, Um, I would most certainly agree. Um, So I I think, no, go ahead. No, I was just saying, that's just one instance. They don't have to be like physically abused or whatever, but even, you know, just, abused just as far as using them like you know like like we mentioned last uh the last time we talked about if they're not reined in and they're they use them like a new axe when they come in there uh and then they they get to where they're just coming to church to work they're not actually worshiping they're not actually they're not actually getting fed and and i heard this years ago and it, it bothered me. Let's kind of get off this rabbit trail. <laughs> <laughs> they, I, I, like one, that was one of the reasons, like pe- they, all these articles about reasons not to leave your church. And that was like the, one of the main things on there was one of the main reasons not to leave your church was like, I'm not getting fed. And their uh, reasoning behind that was like, because you have all these resources on the internet anymore. You can, you can eat, Blah blah blah, like that. People don't need to do that. Some, especially new Christians, do not. I wouldn't advise a new Christian to just get on the internet and and go wild and just listen up because there's all kinds of malarkey out there. Yeah, yeah. No, that's actually going to be one of my points tonight. So uh, again, thank you for leading in. I mean, it interrupt you there, Aaron. But uh, no, you're fine. But yeah, I think in this day and age, uh, I, I think that no matter which one of these categories you may fall in or categories that we don't discuss tonight. If you're truly seeking, you know, if, if you're seeking answers to things you will, you know, were brought up to believe that may or may not be scripturally sound. I'm not going to say that everybody, you know, that's dealing with this. Uh, there were some doctrinal things that weren't, you know, that didn't align with scripture. So, um, uh, uh, again, so I'm not saying that everybody out there that's doing, uh, you know, the, is searching like this, that it's in, not rooted in reasons why they shouldn't be. But I would advise that while you go through this journey, that mature Christians are part of this search with you, that, that you're involving people you know, that you trust, that are mature Christians that you can go to that you wouldn't just go and just pick and choose 
in from the internet or you know social media and that's the thing there's anything you want to find about deconstructing the church or deconstructing you know that's a that's a massively growing thing now yeah at least here in the states and so there's a lot of stuff out there but the, the truth is just just like the things uh you may be searching for answers on that could contain misinformation i assure you there's plenty of misinformation out there on the other side in in, in is where you're searching you know for answers so right that, that's that's a, just kind of my that's that, that would be my caution my cautionary tale would be to you know for for those of you that are to not leave the human element people you trust mature christians out of that loop you know uh, that, let that be part of this process for you so right it's it's, it's a same illustration we used a, a, a different industry but you you wouldn't let a kid cross the street a kid's not going to know if they if they're in downtown little rock they don't know the dangers of crossing the street by themselves and they could run out in the street and they may make it to the other side they may not um, but we, as a mature adults know the dangers of crossing the street. So we guide kids across the street and that's our, our job. I think is maturing Christians is to take younger Christians and be like, Hey, yeah, this is, you know, this is the, the doctrine and everything else. Or if, if they're looking for say, I'm, I'm looking for some resources online. It's like, well, check these people out because these are people that I trust myself because they're careful with the word. They're not all loosey-goosey with their theology. And yeah, there's another theological term for you, loosey-goosey. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and another, you know, another reason uh, people might be deconstructing because they, they get their, you know, maybe they're raised in church and maybe they're really not, maybe where I grew up, you, a lot of families did not have a choice. A lot of kids, um, you really didn't have a choice whether to go to church or not, you know? Uh, so that was like just something you did on Sunday. You went to church whether you wanted to or not. And then when you got on your own, you could choose what, what you wanted to do. And that may be part of their deconstruction where they they have these beliefs because they've been told this, but now they're starting to wonder, um, is and do I share the same beliefs um, as as the church does? And do I want, am I choosing the, am I choosing Jesus or am I choosing the world? Um, and they would much rather be accepted by the world than they would. And we, we have this in the church too, where the church is wanting to be so accepted by the world that they're bending over backwards to do it. I would say it, it would not be the right reason for deconstruction, but at the same time, maybe it is, maybe it is. Yeah. Maybe that, maybe that person, if they're not a believer, uh, maybe they should take the time and, seek out the answers for themselves and figure out what they believe without the pressure from this, you know, the either familial or societal uh, norms that they have. 
Yeah, no, I think that's good. I, I think this one, uh, just to some degree, is where what I talked about, before, you know, earlier, and what I've talked about all night, where a lot of us fell into this category, anyways. You know, I think well before this was coined as the term it is, and I think this is a pretty, you know, somewhat natural thing, you know, uh, especially like Aaron said for us of us growing up and. Uh, yeah, well, I'm going to say myself, my experience in church as I went as a younger person, um, you know, that, that was just a natural progression of that where I saw answers that, you know, I wasn't necessarily looking to debunk anything, but I was looking to to uh, confirm what, you know, what I had been taught to that point. So and, and that was fundamental for me and again, for my faith. So. That's the, yeah, and, and, and man, this one's got so many, whoo, this one's got so many layers to it, because as I was researching, there's so much that falls into here, you know, who in wanting to fit in, what are your motivations for wanting to fit in with the world, you know, yeah. is, is it, is it because you want, you, you, you want, you want to piece together, Do you, you want, you want the grace, and you want that, those things that come from this relationship, but you, 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 but you, the morality, you know, you, you want to, you don't want anything to do with that because now society will look unfavorably upon you if you don't share all views that the Bible explicitly, you know, uh, expresses. So to me, it comes down to, you know, what's your motivation there? Are you, are you already, are you on your way out and you're looking for, I think this speaks to what, where you're going to try to find the truth. Are you, are you on the way out and you've already convinced yourself, you know, that you don't want a part of this. And so you're trying to search out answers that back up that decision, or are you truly trying to grow in your faith and you want, uh, and, and, you're, and, and that's it. You're searching for the truth. You're not searching for, uh, an, I, somebody else's idea of the truth, whether that right. me, media or society or whatever. And so, that that to me, that's a that's a pretty good distinction there. What is it you're looking for? Because uh, I read a lot. I mean, nowadays, right? People, it's it's almost political affiliation. I mean, it's it's hard for people to. It's increasingly harder for people to separate those two. Uh, you know, conservative all of a sudden means, you know, one thing to everybody. And right. that means that everybody that's conservative in their political beliefs, that means that they're this or, or vice versa. And so I, I, I don't know. I, I think that there's a lot of societal pressure right now, um, you, you know, with with what you choose to believe. And so um, that may be the closest thing that the American church will ever you know, uh, I don't know what to say what we'll ever, but maybe the closest we become in our lifetimes to feeling what, you know, persecution would be here in, in this country, you know, yeah. but uh, uh, anyway, so that's uh, for me, this is it's a big one. This is this is this one's critical because but at the same time, I don't want to sound uh, dismissive of people in this category. Um Especially the ones that maybe um, can't can't strike the balance. They can't 
they can't reconcile things they want to believe, things that, that society's, you know, teaching them or they believe through society versus what they learn in the Bible. And here, here is, hear me on this. This is my point to that, as it always is. Our job is still, our job is to love those people. That, that, that's, that's our job as Christians and disciple makers. That's what our job is, no matter if it's that person, that person who's hard to have this conversation with, that person that may actually be hard to love. That's that's what you and I as believers are called to be. So, um, anyways. Yeah, the ones that are harder to love, that's the ones you're supposed to love. That's right. You know, that's the ones you're supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a biblical nugget for you right there in this show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? And what what's weird with that one, or not weird, but it's it's interesting to watch this play out with this generation coming up uh, because they, they have a whole, like most of their social currency is all online. So mm-hmm. they oh, in places that don't exist, probably step out on limb or I'll get canceled before I get started <laughs> <laughs> with the whole like uh woke crowd. I said this the other day. Oh, I said, here we go. Is, I said, there Jen is, lightly. <laughs> I said, there is no. no, there is no way to win in that game of wokeness you know because they'll they're if you like you see it on the news or they're all they're kind of like eating each other you know mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter how woke you are there's somebody there's always somebody that's going to be woker <laughs> more woker <laughs> that's so. true it's so true that, that is you know um in, in anyways you know here's the thing like that impression and all the influence that, that, that there is the influence of all of that of all that noise that I get on here and we get on here and we rail about. I notice it though, because I'll hear something kind of just kind of speaking to what you're speaking to, and I'm like, oh, I can be immediately offended by man, no. That is just dumb as that's, and, and I'm like, I gotta kiss myself. And honestly, I was fairly well convicted through researching this show. I was like, oh man, oh, oh my goodness, you know, as I'm hearing some of these, because some of it was, uh, some of the research I did was people that have had these conversations with people that are deconstructing the Christianity, deconstructing church. And, uh, you know, for some of the reasons they were, and I was like, oh, oh, wow, it's, it's because of, that because of that reaction to something and somebody says my feels and I'm like oops that's not very Christian yeah. <laughs> you know and uh <laughs> I, I get it I mean I, I I'm okay it's two parts here right I'm that's my admission <laughs> that uh that's me I'm I'm not perfect and for sure I fall in that category that's also uh like I said my need I know I gotta do better I gotta do better with that right so and so what do y'all think? Should you be deconstructing? You should be examining your faith, why you believe. You should be taking the word serious. You should be holding people accountable that are sharing the word with you. you should, you know, um, make sure that they're careful. Make sure that people that you're, that are teaching you are careful. If you feel like something's not right, the best bet is to go to the Bible 
and see what it says. Yeah. Tony, you got any shout outs this week? I, no, I'll tell you what. I, I, maybe his, maybe his, uh, his mom will be running around here and she'll be listening to us uh, while cleaning the house or something, which, which she does. And uh, one of our little guys, his birthday today. So happy birthday, Kevin. So happy maybe birthday. Mom you, maybe mom will let you listen to this and you can hear us mention your name and wish you happy birthday, buddy. All right. Well, guys, y'all have a good week and we appreciate you listening. Talk to you later. See you.